Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour, episode 237. I hope you guys are doing well. You look fantastic, as always. How you been? What's new? What's going on? I hope you guys don't mind this episode if I sit. Uh, the audio listeners, this means nothing, but if you're a, a video viewer, a watcher on the YouTube, where I think you should watch, uh, I hurt my back at the gym. Uh, I'm starting to get back into it. You know, you put on all this Christmas weight... And I'm just trying to get it off me again. And, uh... I hurt my back. I think it might be my shoes. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I tried to run seven miles instead of my usual five and a half. And then the next day, my back was killing me. And then the day after... You know, I usually take Wednesdays and Sundays off. And today, uh, being a Wednesday when I record, I had to leave work early. I was in so much pain. I couldn't stand. I couldn't walk. Came home and took a nice fat nap. And I feel a lot better... But I'm having a feeling it's going to take a couple days. So I hope you don't mind if I'm sitting. I do have an episode for you today. Because of today's episode, I didn't ask the Discord. Because of me being hurt, I didn't ask the Discord because I've just been dealing with a lot of pain. Um, I hope you guys are well. I ask I ask you this real quick. I, I really have a hard time with promo. And in this new year, I think what I really need to focus on is pr- promotion. Um, I always feel like it's like jerking yourself off. Can I say that? It's been like two minutes of me recording. I think I could say jerking off. It feels like it's me jerking myself off, and I don't like that. Um, If you like the show, give it a like on YouTube. Give it a five-star. Give it some positive review if you like it on whatever podcatcher you use. If you dislike the video on YouTube, hit the thumbs-down button twice just to show me how much you really don't like the video. You know, subscribe, share it with a friend. That's like the big, like the biggest way you could help share uh, the show is through promotion like that, through saying like, hey, man, I know you like Fallout. Here's a guy who does the show where he talks about Fallout and a bunch of other stuff, too. But, you know, his number one thing that he loves is the end of the world and likes to talk about whatever. If you are already here every week, thank you. I love you. But, you know, I have a Patreon that uh, you could support if you want. It's it's not mandatory. Uh, there is a link in the description. There's a $10 tier where you get to listen to these episodes be recorded live. And I'd appreciate it. Like, if you just, just share us around, throw me a like, whatever. Uh, I can put food in Kyle's bowl and we could keep it moving. Again, it's not mandatory. You'll never need to pay anything. There's just additional bonus content and one of another way that you could help support is just jump in the discord and just have a conversation just come on and say hey what's up hi hello just talk about whatever you want what have you please just you know help (laughs) i mean i'm not i i hate this because i feel like i'm begging because i feel like my work should should show for itself and half of the game of creating any sort of content is to promote yourself and i'm just not good at it I'm just not. I haven't been. I don't feel like I ever will be. It just is what it is. I hope you guys are trying to learn something new this year. I hope you guys are trying to do something fun, something unique, something that stands out, something that you can learn from and for. Uh, there's a few things I got to talk about before we get into it, but not a ton. Microsoft and Bethesda are doing a developer direct January the 25th. Uh, this will come out before then. It's at 12 p.m. P. 12 p.m. California time, so that's like 11 for me because it's uh, 8 p.m. I'm sorry, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. So check that out. I'm assuming because it's Bethesda and Microsoft, we will finally get some sort of confirmation on when Starfield is. Maybe we'll get some word on New 76 stuff. Probably. Here's more lore-breaking things that you can buy for real-world money. And... 
maybe we'll get an announcement about something else Fallout related. I, it doesn't say how long it's going to be. We're probably going to get something about Redfall. Don't be surprised if we don't see anything Fallout, like, whatsoever. But, you know, we could get something. I don't, like I said, there's there's some things that are that might get addressed that I'm going to talk about in the third segment. There's been a huge amount of layoffs coming from uh, Bethesda, from Microsoft, from 343 Studios. Because money runs out eventually. But I'll talk about that more in the third segment. This is coming out on a Saturday like it usually does. So... <sighs> It might be out if I'm if I'm jinxing myself. I'm sorry. If you guys you guys probably know that I am a big fan of The Last of Us. When The Last of Us Two came out, I didn't shut the fuck up about it. Uh, it's one of those games that I feel like is going to stick with me forever. It's misery porn in every sense of the word, and I love misery. And they made a show out of The Last of Us. It's on HBO. And it slaps. It really, really does. Now, if you've been here for a minute or if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, like I think you should, Kyle and I have our own little podcast show thing called Kyle and Vince Likes, where we just sit down and we like something and we talk about it. Kyle hit me and said, yo, do you want to do a show, a weekly program about The Last of Us HBO show? So we're starting a mini-series of Kyle and Vince Likes called The Last of Kyle and Vince, where we're going to sit down. We're actually going to record it. I, we didn't do it this week because, like I said, I hurt my back and work and everything else. We're going to sit down after the episode, talk about the episode, and then hopefully it'll come out either Monday or Tuesday. I prob Honestly, probably Tuesday. Then I'll come home from work in the gym on Monday. I can edit, put it out. I'm thinking, let's shoot for like 30 minutes, if that, um, on TLU Tuesdays. Kind of hoping I can bring some sort of a, a the Last of Us. I know I keep saying it, but I hope I can bring some sort of Last of Us streaming back because I love that deals there uh, that multiplayer. But if you guys are it, like, let me know in the comments how you guys have been feeling about the show. I feel like everything about it so far has been great. There's been little things that I really enjoy that are like directly from the game. I think Pedro Pascal looks incredibly like Joel. I'm still not super sold on Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Um, I think that's just because I love Ellie. Like, I don't want to, like, I'm very hesitant to be like Ellie, 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 Ellie. But yeah, check it out. Cause like I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a weekly thing until the series is over. And then when it comes back, we'll do it again. I'm thinking about doing something like that with the fallout show too. I know there is a fallout podcast that's in the works fallout show podcast that's in the works. Um, I'd love to talk to them. I'd love to have you guys here. I'd love to go over there. It'd be a lot of fun. I, I just think it'd be cool. I think it'd be fun to sit down and talk to Kyle. You know, just, you know, keeping your hands busy is just fun. Just enjoy keeping my hands busy. I'm trying to teach myself how to do some new stuff in the new year. I like toys way too much. All right. Other than that, there's a few things that I have to get to the prerequisites before I get into the meat and potatoes, the lore of this show. And I have to thank the Patreon. Now, because of you guys, I can continue. I can continue to do this. Like I said, because of you guys, I can continue to do this. If you're in the $10 tier, make sure that you're in the Discord because right now I'm hosting the event Wednesdays, usually around 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 
is uh, when I host this. Show. So just join in. I think it'd be fun. Uh, like I said, if you want for 10 bucks a month, you get to watch these films live and it's like less than three bucks an episode at that rate. If Because, I mean, there's at least four episodes a month. Very rarely do I not have an episode that week. But I have to thank some people. And starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, it's TP. Thank you to TP. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Again, thank you guys. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm so happy that you're here so we can talk about these things. Make sure you're in the Discord, be it you're in the $10 tier or not. Uh, if you'd like to support in any sort of way, links in the description below. Now, like I said, I hurt my back and I'm in quite a bit of pain. I don't like taking ibuprofen, so I just didn't ask the Discord. So I sat there and I said, you know what I haven't done in a while? I haven't done uh I haven't done a, a vault in, in a minute. For a while, I was doing like, oh, what's the numbers in the title? That's the vault that I'm going to do, whatever, what have you. And I just was like, ah, there's no 37 canonically at least so let's let's do something else and i was thinking about all the vaults that i've been through in my my career if you will of playing these games and i realized fallout 4 i feel like is the fallout game that i have the least experience with vaults i don't know why it's not that they're not memorable it's just i don't know i think i i don't know I genuinely maybe i was just really depressed when i played it and i went through the vaults and just don't remember it who knows i certainly don't but so if you'd like to hear any lore, make sure in the Discord, because I usually ask a question, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick this week's lore. I pick this week's lore because of my back in injury, and that's why I'm sitting. But if you'd like to hear any lore whatsoever, make sure you're there. And this week, I picked Vault 81 from Fallout 4. Now, Vault 81's experiment was to develop... A single-use drug that could, could cure, that could cure all of mankind's known diseases. Anything that you could possibly suffer from. It's, uh, like a, a Voltec vault, like most of them are, and it's active and functioning, which is strange for an East Coast vault. You get 101 that's kind of active and functioning in the sense that people still live there, but you have Vault 81 that's more akin to something like, uh, Vault City, that there's people that come in and out of it, that it has a, a running caravan. Uh, caravans come and to there and drop off supplies. People could come in and do what, what they need to do. Now, its former overseer, Dr. Avlet, uh, was told what the experiment would, would be during their briefing, and it was pretty much to turn people into human guinea pigs so they could test on them. Knowing Vault-Tec, this wasn't so much, it wasn't so much, hey, let's cure people, as it probably was more Auschwitzian of just like, let's experiment on people. So from the overseer's terminal, I have something here that I paraphrased slightly. Uh, I was given the full briefing. Voltec is asking us to do clinical trials on humans. I've seen the administration roster. There are good people planning to live in Vault 81, and I have little doubt that the vaults will come into use eventually. I won't reward the trust of the people by treating them like guinea pigs. Now, after finding out about this, the overseer, Dr. Ovlet, wants to blow the whistle on Vault Tech and say, hey, this is, this is scary. This is very 
camps-esque. This is very, you know, uh, death for humans, for the sake of death for humans. And then finds that the financial backing for vault Tech comes directly from the federal government. And how are you going to like overtake the federal? Like, how are you going to, what are they going to do? Like, it's, what do you get? They're, they're going to throw you in prison. They'll find a reason to throw you in prison. And she obviously, she obviously thinks it's just a massive waste of her time. Now on October 23rd, 2077, the day of the great war, the day the bombs fell, Dr. Avlet uh, received the call to start the experiment but sabotaged the call and made it made it so it didn't call the science staff to the vault. Now, three people actually did show up for the scientific team. Kenneth Collins, Jim Flint, and Burrow. That's just his name. It's just listed as Burrow, as I'm assuming the last name. And Burrow wasn't even there on purpose. He was there to just check things out and thought it was a drill and happened to be part of the team. The other two just showed up. They were part of it. Now, these three worked on the cures. Uh, Dr. Ovlet watched over the team and had to personally approve of the team's move to phase two being animal testing and phase three, which was human testing. Now, before the human testing could begin... Dr. Ovlet disabled the delivery system so it couldn't infect other vault dwellers. So there was no way that, that the scientists could interact with the vault dwellers once this disease or what have you would be spread to another person. Even just from like being through a pandemic in the past, what feels like six years Imagine finding a sealed, a solid steel door shut, shut solid, shut airtight, and then you open it and you're the first people to open it. And then something like COVID or something like the measles or the plague or even just the common cold comes out. What do you do? There's no way to combat that. Nobody has heard of these things in years. You have essentially made a Petri dish that once breathed in you're screwed when she when the overseer cut off the direct link to the general population of vault 81 uh, she also sealed off the entrances and the exits from the lab or as they refer to it as the secret vault leaving them there to die so the three scientists were just there to die that's the rest of their life was to be in there and die. Now, she made sure, the overseer made sure that they had enough food and water and other resources and supplies to live out the rest of their lives comfortably. The overseer also kept the true nature of the vault away from any of the dwellers. So as far as the dwellers knew, they were a control vault. As far as they knew, anybody in there that wasn't on the science team or the original overseer, and I can only imagine the overseer didn't tell the next overseer, or maybe they did. I don't. I didn't read anything on Fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will, where I get all of my lore. I didn't read anything that said anything close to Doctor Ovlet passing down information to the next overseer, because we're two hundred and ten years in the future, so you can assume that there's been at least three or four different overseers at this point. 
but there was just a small section of the vault that nobody knew about for years, being blocked off from the rest of the world, and they were kept down there to work on mole rats. And as I'm writing this, I'm thinking, I love lonely. I love lonely shit. I love The Last of Us 2 because of how lonely it feels. I love Fallout because of walking through a desolated landscape with me and my dog, listening to songs that came out 300 years ago. I love that shit. That shit gets me... I was going to say, rock hard. That shit gets me going. And just you and two other people and a robot in a small, confined, maybe five, six rooms. That's it. Working on mole rats. Like, I want to see that. Like, I want to see the Twilight Zone episode of that, where it's just three people working on something. Do you develop relationships? I'm not saying sexual. Watch out, furries. Do you create some sort of a relationship with the rats? Do you name them? Is it Malthusian? Like, what happens? Dr. Collins modified a Miss Nanny lab assistant to take on more responsibility, and this is where we get the lovable Miss Nanny robot Curie. Now, when the rest of the team of scientists eventually died of old age, Curie continued to work. Now, Curie spends decades discovering the cure all these different cures of what she needs to be making and by 2204 she has finalized the cure during this time she gained a level of self-awareness and could not but she could not overcome her original programming this means she even though in her research she found the cure she was still requiring authorization from a vault tech employee so she could leave the vault she's essentially standing there idling for several decades this is 2204 so another 70 something years another 73 years before somebody would come and say hey you can go she's sitting there for 70 something years idling waiting for a security job to go good job curie you can go home now during all of this, the main population of 81 still has no clue of any of this happening. They have no clue of the secret vault. They have no clue that Curie is there. They have no clue that their vault was an experiment vault. They have no clue that they themselves were supposed to be test subjects. Ironically enough, they themselves were the lab rats. By 2277, Overseer McNamara opens Vault 81 to the general population of the Commonwealth. Now, because of this, the outside resources begin to pour in. They open up and they get food, they get water, they get supplies, they get tools. The vault has been up and running for over 200 years. Things are starting to break. They need new tools. The outside letting them in, letting the outside in essentially brought tools and repair. And I could only imagine that some traders could see things in there and almost get inspired or retro engineer like backwards engineer things and make new stuff out of what's in there and it's an advancement for all of mankind if the brotherhood wasn't the brotherhood that they are in fallout 4 i could see them going into the vault and kind of looking around and being like thank you for the help we're not gonna slaughter your people for showing us what you have techomonologically now when you've been inside for 200 years and you're used to a certain thing, people build certain prejudices. 
the people inside the vault, even though the outside is coming in and helping them, they still developed these feelings of isolationism and xenophobia, and they're just kind of staying to themselves. They're just kind of staying away from everything. Uh, they don't like when people show up to their quaint little vault. They're distrusting of all sorts of outsiders, and I can only imagine they have a degree of agoraphobia. Now, by 2287, Bobby DeLuca discovers the secret vault and uses it to stash his drugs. Little Austin Ingle sees this and goes to investigate and is immediately bitten by mole rats, infected mole rats with various diseases in a nest of infected mole rats. The sole survivor can then be given the option to go into the vault and help find the cure, help get rid of the rats, and find Curie all the while. You'll most likely get mole rat disease. If I remember correctly, the only way you cannot get mole rat disease is if you do not get attacked by mole rats. Now, if you don't get attacked by mole rats, then congratulations, you don't have to take the mole rat cure on yourself. But, but sorry, I almost said Bobby. But Austin Engel here, sick little boy, he needs to be cured. So you can give him the cure. Now, if you do get attacked by mole rats and you want to use the cure on yourself, the vault hates you. I'm pretty sure, I didn't read it off the wiki, but I'm pretty sure the, sh the shop in there gives you a discount if you cure the kid. I could be wrong on that one. The vault hates you. If you don't give the cure to the kid, you do give the cure to the kid and the vault loves you and you're also given a room. I don't ever remember using the room because why would I want to go back to a vault when I just left one? Like, let's explore the PTSD of watching my wife die and my child be taken away just for me to go back to being in a vault. Then again, maybe a vault seems secure, but why would it if you were only in there in your mind for like 10 minutes? I don't know. Things to think about. Now, like I said, I get all my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, and there's just some notes, some quick things that I didn't feel was necessary to jot down, and I just want to read them for you right now. So like I said, just some notes off fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will. All quests... Related to Vault 81, grant 81 experience, experience points if you have one intelligence. That's something that is just stupid, makes me smile. If the vault is accessed by passing the charisma check, one will still need to speak to McNamara, the overseer, before access to the elevator is granted. This one happened to me... If Because when I played Fallout 4, I made sure I wore my vault suit the whole time and just layered armor onto it. If one is still wearing the Vault 11 suit, the Vault 81 inhabitants will comment on their vault suit, on the player's vault suit. Sometimes they will comment on the player character being from a vault, being from a vault without them wearing a vault suit, vault suit or having interacted with them before. I'm pretty sure that's like a way you get in too. Is it like, you have a vault suit and you have a Pip-Boy? Oh my gosh. If you bring dog meat, Preston Garvin, McCready, Kate, Paladin Dance, Hancock, Strong, Piper, or Nick Valentine, the vault security will ask Overseer McNamara for permission to allow entrance. There is no audio file for having a second companion along with dog meat when first entering. The only, this is only accessible in the game files. 
if you bring Deacon, he will change into his disguise into a Vault 81 jumpsuit. Had no clue. If one brings Paladin Dance, the Vault security will sarcastically question his seriousness. If you bring X688, some dwellers may recognize him as an Institute courser. If you bring Hancock, some dwellers will insult him for being a, a ghoul. If you bring Curie, after enabling her as a companion, she will request to leave the vault, even though she still follows you around. If one is wearing a suit of power armor, there will be numerous comments from of both fear and admiration from the residents. If you're wearing the silver shroud costume, there will be questions about it being Halloween. When first entering the vault, the sole survivor will be asked to go see Dr. Forsyth. He will then ask for a donation of blood for his research to study the change in human DNA. I don't remember that happening. This one never happened to me. In a random encounter, the player character can come across a band of raiders holding... 81 vault 81 residents hostage upon killing the raiders the, should the vault dwellers survive he will thank the player and return to his vault that never happened to me all the clocks in the vault are stuck at 947 meaning the residents have made no effort to repair them even after 210 years it is not clear how the nuclear blast would have impacted the clock sealed inside of a vault there is a scripted scene where the goat is explained to the children as the player character enters the classroom due to it only being tended to run once and the quest script ending when katie goes to bed it ends before one even enters 81 that's crazy during the beginning of the game the news anchor announces that there's still openings in vault 81 so that's really it. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know why I don't have like any memory whatsoever of this vault. I just remember doing it. I remember when the game came out, we all kind of, my friend group and I kind of were all messaging each other going, Oh, have you done this yet? Have you done that yet? Without trying to spoil it, I was like, Hey, shoot a rocket. Really satisfying. And then someone got to vault 81 and goes, I found a vault and everyone here is very plump. And I was like, Oh, cannibalism. And it wasn't. I like this vault. I like the idea of this vault. I like a vault where the vault uh, overseer was just like, nope. Like, imagine if that's what the overseer for 76 did. It was like, nah, we're staying inside. We wouldn't have that game. I'm just being salty. I'm sorry, everybody. I like this vault a lot. I like that this is the only vault that I remember other than the one you find Nick at. And I don't even remember the number. There's one with kids. Do not remember. And then there's the one with the drugs that I don't like to think about. Anyway. Uh, yeah, fun times. Fallout 4. That, my friends, is this week's lore. So, the end times are upon us, my friends, my comrades, my cohorts. We are in a recession. We've been in a recession since 2008 and here in the U.S. Uh, we're in a double recession. I don't know what the fuck that means. And apparently a third one is upon us. The wealth disparaging gap or what have you is, is, is worse than right before the French Revolution. We are truly in the darkest timeline. We are truly in a modern dystopia. And it's not even a fun dystopia. It's not even a dystopia where I can get my arm replaced with a fleshlight. No, I have crippling debt. And everyone I know has a podcast. So, hey, at least there's some upsides. But Microsoft has been buying every gaming studio under the sun. And the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, I'm not going to go super into that, uh, sees a problem with Activision and Blizzard being acquired by Microsoft. Could I say I didn't see it coming? Probably, because I didn't really think it was a big deal because we have antitrust laws in, in the United States, but do we? Disney uh, uh, occupies like 
80% of the box office every year and they make the most cookie cutter schlock. And people are still going to Disney World. People are still flocking. It's $150 a ticket. People are still going. Anyway, Microsoft, this is, this is from Video Game Chronicle. This is posted, so I'm assuming written by Andy Robinson. Uh, the, the article is called Microsoft Layoffs Confirmed to Affect Bethesda and Xbox. On Wednesday, I'm assuming that's today, uh, January 18th, 2023 in the year of our Lord, uh, on Wednesday, Microsoft confirmed plans to lay off approximately 4.5% of the U.S. technology giant's 220,000-person workforce, around 10,000 people. The cuts arrive one year to the day after Microsoft announced their intention to purchase Activision Blizzard for around $69 billion. According to Bloomberg, Bethesda Game Studios, as well as 343 Industries, the company behind 2021's Halo Infinite, were affected. In addition, Microsoft's HoloLens business and some engineering divisions have also reportedly, are also reportedly parts of the cut. According to the Lords of Gaming, which I read that and uh, I forgot that's a real thing, claimed that 343 has suffered a significant number of layoffs across the company, which are allegedly heaviest towards individuals working on single player side of the studio. Journalist Jason Schreier corroborates this claim, stating that several employees had indicated it had been hit hard. Kotaku also claims to have confirmed that a number of developers at the coalition to develop the Gears of War series are being laid off. Some former employees have already posted on social media, confirming they've been let go. Gaming is impacted by the layoffs, which likely include people on my team. Gray... Walsiak? I'm, I'm so sorry. As someone with a hard last name, I understand. Principal engineer of Xbox growth and loyalty tweeted on Wednesday before removing the message. Renee Sogio, Sosio, a PR manager at Bethesda, wrote, Well, it happened. Today I was laid off from Bethesda Softworks as a result of the hashtag Microsoft layoffs. So now I'm back on the market. It's been an absolute ride, and I'm looking forward to what's next. Kevin Schmidt, a senior designer on Halo Infinite, also confirmed he'd been laid off along with Jesse Stepik, 343's video producer, and Sam Lungahot. Who confer or who was the community manager, community manager of the Elder Scrolls Online? According to Business Insider, reports published on Wednesdays, the company was deliberately targeting who it believed to be underperforming employees in at least some parts of the company. The publication claims that some managers were asked to identify employees for exits who would otherwise be put on performance coaching. Previous managers stated conclusion on the employee's performance for as long as six months. It is said now, if HR agrees, the employee has. A concerning performance, they'll consider laying off the employee without performance coaching, it has claimed. So this is rough. This is not good. Uh, there was another one. I was going to read the article from CNN, but then I found the Gaming Insider one. Or, I'm sorry, what was it? What did I just read? Gaming Chronicle? The fuck? Games Chronicle, sorry. I found that one, and I thought that would be more appropriate because CNN was talking about it more from just the business standpoint of we have X, Y, and Z to do, and, you know, this is what shareholders are. I don't give a goddamn about what shareholders are thinking. It sucks. There's people that are working hard, 
I saw that some people are acting like, oh, this is why Sony and this is why PlayStation. And I just think it's so wild that in 2023, the year of our Lord, people are going to still talk about the console wars. Like Sony is putting all of their stuff on PC. Microsoft has Game Pass on PC. Like they have the cloud gaming where you could play like a full Xbox Series X game on your phone. Nintendo is still being made for children. Like I don't understand what there is to really have a console war about. Sony has exclusives. Microsoft has Gears of War that I don't know who's playing. Apparently, they're still good. They have the Master Chief Collection and Game Pass gives you free games. It's the same shit at this point. It's sad to see these people that obviously care about their jobs they have dream jobs you kidding me like i mean no one should dream of labor but like they have jobs that they probably go to every day and enjoy and now they don't and what do you do this is a industry that is that's why which is wild because bethesda i just talked about i believe it was last episode bethesda just now has a game testers union you can't just let people go like that if you have a union you're somewhat protected so Microsoft has been spending money like it's going out of style and we've still kind of yet to see anything. And that's why I kind of hope on the 25th we get to see like, hey, here comes Starfield. Here comes a remaster of this. Here comes this. Here comes that. Here comes an update. Here comes, you know what? Like we just redid all the graphics for Oblivion. That's it. Like we didn't change the way the game plays. We didn't do anything drastic. Just the game looks pretty now. Play it. Here you go. Have fun. I'll pay. Uh, maybe I won't. I don't know. Oblivion I played once and I didn't catch me. I don't really like fantasy all that much. But anyway, I don't know what you guys think. Let me know in the comments. I think this could be... I'm kind of waiting for all the big... Honestly, waiting for all the big studios to kind of collapse. Like Sony, Microsoft, they won't. But Microsoft is just buying everybody. So just... I, I want to see, like, we don't have $40 games anymore. We don't have AAA games anymore. Like, I miss being able to play, like, a Tony Hawk. Like, yeah, that, that not as far as I remember was that ever a $40 game, but it was just a game that was, like, a smaller title that I don't want to say you, you bought because there was nothing else out, but you bought it and it was just something different. It was something fun. It was something else for you to play that wasn't like, here's Ratchet and Clank or Call of Duty or Spider-Man. It was just like, here you are. This is what you have. This is what like there. I don't know. I was also like handling some PS2 games the other day and the build quality of the cases and the manuals and the discs are just incredible. But I don't know. It's always sad to see people lose their job. Almost 5% of a company is just gone now. And Microsoft is more than just videos jams. It's tech. It's computer stuff. So, you know, 220,000 people, I have to assume at least 5,000 of those people are janitorial staff because there's Microsoft offices all over the world, not just the country. So, you know, there's different rungs of people. How many people got let off from what divisions? Like, we've only heard a few accounts of some Bethesda people and it said it was 220,000 people. It's about 10,000 people. How many people got taken off from Bethesda? How many people got taken off from uh, Obsidian? How many people got taken off from what other studio, Microsoft, Mojang? So 
yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. A little bit of a return to form, a little something to talk about, a fun little piece of lore. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. Feather Duster, it's called. You can get it at silvermansounds.com slash free music. For all of us heaters, and while you're there, check out Feather Duster. It's on the site. If you'd like to support the show, I thank you. You can go to our Patreon or our Redbubble, or just share this with somebody. Like the video, pass it around. If you think they'll like it, they'll like it. There's also links to my Twitter, the show's Twitter, and Kyle's Twitter. There's a link to a bunch of other stuff down below, my Twitch, what have you. Just hang out, have fun. I love you. I'll see you next week. Hopefully my back won't kill me, but I'll talk to you guys then. I love you very much, and I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.